You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. 2020. Begin this year with God. The fact that you are here this morning when you have so many options to be at different places doing different things, you've made a decision to begin with God. Turn to the person next to you and say, begin with God. When you decide to include God in your life, when you make a decision to include God in your life, it means you are linked up with God. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says that he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. What does it mean when you are linked up with God? When you are linked up with God, defeat and failure are things of the past. All your mistakes, all your defeats, all those things are things of the past. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, defeat and failure are things of the past. You are now linked up with God. You've made a decision to include God. You've made a decision to start 2020 with the Lord. If you believe that God wants to do something new in your life, are you ready to change? Turn to the person next and ask them, are you ready to change? If we want God to to change things in our lives, the biggest mistake that we make is oftentimes we want to combine our own strengths with God's strengths. That's not the key. The key is not to combine your own strengths with God's strengths, but to rely totally upon God. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 5. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into an old wineskin, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskin will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says the old is better. People don't like change, because change oftentimes involves some pain. The key, even in this 2020, many of you have started and said, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm stopped doing this. This is over. I'm not doing this again. Let me see your hand if you've made those kind of decisions already. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Wonderful. I'm so happy you raised your hand. The key is not to suppress the flesh, but the key is to walk in the Spirit. Many of you that have said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I've got some bad news for you. You more than likely have done some of those things already. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. Because you can never improve by thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not.
Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. That's the law. That's the old covenant. That's the old way of doing things. The easiest thing when your children are naughty is to apply the law. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But can you apply grace? Because that is the most important thing. It's not about religion, laws. It's about a relationship. When we start 2020 and we say, I want to begin with God. Say, I'm going to start with a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Many of you are tired of the things of 2019, the disappointments of 2019. Let it go. And begin with God this year. John 1 14 teaches us that the Word of God became flesh. And we could see the Word of God. And when it manifested, it was full of grace. If you read on, it talks about that the law came through Moses, but grace came through Jesus Christ. That Jesus was full of grace and truth. If the scripture said truth and grace, the truth about you and the truth about me is that I deserve to die. I deserve to go to hell because all of us have sinned. But because of God's grace, there's hope for us. Romans 6 teaches us that we are not under the law, but we are under grace. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't put yourself under laws. Family, when you put yourself under laws, you're going to feel condemned. Jesus came so that we can experience life and life in abundance, grace. Turn with me in your Bibles to Romans chapter 7. Many of us, when we start out the year with so many, I'm going to stop with this, I'm going to stop with this, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. We place all those things upon ourselves and we put ourselves under condemnation because we are setting ourselves up for failure. Not one amen. But it's the truth. I remember when I had the Ten Commandments in my office and every morning as I walked into my office and I looked at the Ten Commandments and I started reading them, I always felt condemned because somewhere along the line on one of those, we're going to make a mistake. You get up in the morning and you say, today I'm going to get it right. And before you've walked out of the back door, you've messed up. Many of you, don't raise your hand. You said, today we're going to go to church as a family, very happy. And we're going to start the year by worshiping God. And before you got here, you were not happy anymore. <laughs> don't raise your hand. But you know what I'm talking about. Amen. <laughs> How complicated just going to church can make your life. Are you there? Romans 7, verse 1. Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then, if while we were, while her husband lives, 
If she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. For when we were in the flesh, the sinful passions that were aroused by the law were at work in our members to bear fruit to death. But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we held by, so that we should serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. So it says, there's a new life for you in the Spirit, the newness of the Spirit, and not the letter, not the law. Amen? Can I have three candidates to quickly come and help me? Francois, come. Kevin, come. You are the law. Red. You are Jesus, grace, green. Amen. See, green light, red light. The law in the old covenant was good. And it gave direction to Israel, a type of the church, how to live in the spirit. As the church, the Bible says, I was married to the law. The law is the perfect husband because the law cannot do anything wrong. The law cannot do anything wrong. But the law can only tell you what you do wrong. That's the law. The law cannot help you. The law will just tell you, don't lie, don't covet, don't steal. So this is the law and we were married to the law. This law, even if you try and be perfect, he's perfect, we are not perfect. Every day when we do something wrong, this perfect husband will tell you what you've done wrong and you feel condemned. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> no, you, you're in Christ now, amen. Amen. <laughs> This is the husband that we were married to. This is the old covenant. But in Jesus, the Bible says, we have been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2 verse 20, and we no longer live. We have died to ourselves. That's what Romans 7 says as well. And because I have died to myself, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live. The new life that I now live is not the letter condemning me. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. But now I've died, I can divorce this. And I can be married to him. He's also perfect. Jesus, perfect. The wonderful thing is he is grace. When I make a mistake, the law will just tell me, you're a liar, bad liar. You want that car? You desire that thing? Bad. You are coveting. Wrong. Bad. Bad. And you're under condemnation. Here, when I'm married to Jesus, to grace, when I make a mistake, he says, don't worry. What you've done wrong, I've died for on the cross. I've paid the price in full. Not only that, by my Holy Spirit, I'm going to help you now not to make that mistake again. And we are living here. The Bible says that 
Not that we are sufficient or that our sufficiency comes from ourselves. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5. He says, not that we are sufficient or that our sufficiency comes from ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from God who has made us a minister of the new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter will kill you, but the spirit gives life. He who knew no sin became sin. So he took my sin upon him. He who knew no sin became sin so that I can become his righteousness. That righteousness is not through my deeds. It's by grace we have been saved. And I'm linked up with grace here now. This Jesus is the word that became flesh. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 16, it says, when one turns to the Lord. So here I'm looking at the law, condemnation. He says, when one turns to the Lord, I disconnect from religion. When one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now I can clearly see, I'm not going to start breaking the law, but the veil is taken away and I can see clearly now. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And he says, while I'm looking at him or the word, when you're reading the word, when I'm spending time with the word, it's as good as spending time with Jesus. Because the word became flesh. Now as I look into this, it says I'm being changed by the Holy Spirit working in me from glory to glory. The Bible says this law had some glory. When Moses appeared to the, in front of the people, the glory of God was upon him. That's why I covered his face, because it was too much for them. This glory is even greater. So as you start 2020, make sure you are married not to the law. Make sure you are married to grace. When you are married to grace, it's easy to give grace. And you need to give grace because you need grace. Amen. But when you're married here, you'll just bring judgment and condemnation and all that you will get back because you're planting those kinds of seeds is judgment and condemnation. Amen. Give the Lord a hand for these wonderful people. Amen. So begin this here by making sure that you are married to grace. Grace is God's undeserved favor. It's the grace of God that helps us in everything that we do. When we are successful, it's because of the grace of God. If you are serving God, it's because of the grace of God. We are saved by grace, not our good works. We are saved by grace through faith. Amen. When you are married to grace, just come here quickly, Kevin. When I am married to grace, all his abilities have become my abilities. I might have strengths, but even the strengths that I have comes from Jesus by his grace. The mistake that we make is we want to combine our strength with his strength. Just rely on his strength. Don't rely on your own righteousness because after a while you've now stopped lying and stopped stealing and doing. Don't rely on your own strength. Always rely 
on His strength and His ability. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Give the Lord a hand. The psalmist says in Psalm 27, he doesn't say, I'm becoming strong. He's not saying, I'm starting to experience some light. He says, the Lord is my light. The Lord is my strength. So in whatever situation you are facing, the Lord is your light. If there's darkness coming against you, the Lord is your light. That light will expel the darkness. The Lord is your strength. It says, when the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumble and fell. See, so yes, they will try and come against you. But as they try and against, they're going to stumble, they're going to fall. God will be the one fighting for you. Make a decision to begin this here with God. Turn to the person next to you and say, begin this here with God. Tell them again, say, begin this here with God. If you are saying to me that 2019 was a tough year, there was burdens, there was challenges, there were things I had to face I never thought, then I have good news for you. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verse 28. It doesn't say fast for 40 days. It doesn't say read your Bible more. It doesn't say first pray for seven days, separate yourself and pray for seven days. All those things are good. Please fast. Please read your Bible. Please pray. But what Jesus says here, he says, come to me. Come to me. All of you who labor, who are heavy laden, he says, come to me. I will give you rest. Looking for other alternatives has got a way of disappointing you. But coming to God will give you rest. He'll place His peace on the inside of your heart. When you start 2020 with God, including God and all your decisions, He'll put peace, His rest on the inside. He says, take my yoke, for it is easy and my burden is light. Family, listen to me. God, by His very nature wants to make it easy for you, not difficult. We as South Africans, even as Africans, we have a mindset, if we don't make it difficult, you don't learn anything. Who told you that? Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. If I don't make it tough and difficult for you, you don't learn anything. Why? I'm under pressure, I'm battling to learn. If you make it easy, it's much easier for me. Romans 2 says it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. God has got no need to break your arm to tell you that he loves you. Who would do that? Very quiet now. God can use any situation to manifest his goodness and that which the enemy intended for evil, he can turn around for good. But God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. The burden becomes heavy. The yoke is not easy when we exclude God in our decision making. Many of the challenges that you faced in 2019 is decisions that you've made because you excluded God. 
Then you say, God, why? Why me? Why am I going through this? Why did you exclude God? If we include and we start this here with God, you'll find that his yoke is easy. The enemy will try to eat up your flesh, but he'll stumble and fall. But 10,000 fall to your left and 1,000 to your right will not come near to you. Though the enemy wants to throw you into the lion's den, God will just close their mouths. If somebody wants to push you into a fiery furnace and they're heating up the fiery furnace, you'll find that the fourth person will be there to help you. That's our Jesus. That's when you're married to grace. It doesn't mean that you won't face challenges. But David said in Psalm 91 verse 14, in the time of trouble, I will be with him. I will deliver him. He's there to help us. The book of Corinthians teaches in the time of temptation, he says, I'm going to show you the way out. That's a yoke being easy. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're not in heaven yet. Tell them you're still here on earth. His family, there's some challenges, and they will come, but you'll see God will help you every time because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So you must ask yourself, what do you make of unpleasant situations? Because when the enemy wants to come against you, what you make of that unpleasant situation distinguishes or shows us who's a man and a woman of faith. If you're facing some challenges, know that God is with you. When God is with you, who can be against you? This word, Jesus, grace that you are married to, when you are linked up with God, you are linked up with success. You missed a good place to say amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm linked up with God. Tell them, I'm linked up with God. I'm linked up with success. God is ready to help us, to lead us, and to guide us. Begin this year with God. Begin this year with the Word of God. Make a decision to include God. Samson, in the book of Judges 16, he didn't include God when he chose a wife. And when he didn't carry God along in his decision-making, he was carried into a trap. Make sure that you begin this here with God. When you begin this here with God, you can hold firmly to His promises. This word can never fail. This word has got salvation power, sanctification power. This word has got healing power. It's got deliverance power. When you seek these things in your life and you spend time in the word of God, when you allow the Word of God to become an integral part of your life, I mean when you allow it to dominate your heart, by its very nature it will change you. And you'll find yourself acting with God, walking with God, planning with God. What are the choices that you have to make in this here? Decisions you've made in the past, business decisions, friendships, Certain friendships that you knew were key destiny relationships in your life and you didn't protect it. 
had a fight with a person, got offended with a person, pushed the person out of your life. And now you're facing something, you could have just called the person and say, help me, and they would have helped you like this. God's yoke is easy. His burden is light. Jesus speaking himself, he says, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I've come to give you life in abundance, superior in quality and superabundant in quantity. Include God in all your decision making. Turn with me to Genesis 2 verse 5. I want to show you something as I was just reading it. A lot of the blessings that you are seeking, the Word of God will produce it in your life. He sent His Word and He healed them. He was bruised. It's the Word of God. Have you prepared your heart, the garden of your heart for 2020? If you read there, it says, before any plant of the field had even started to grow, it means when God created the earth, He placed the seeds of every tree, every plant, He placed it in the ground. He had deposited it, those seeds. Family, God has deposited every seed in your life already to be successful. Every good thing he has deposited on the inside already. Said God has not caused any of these plants to grow. Didn't cause any growth, didn't send rain. Why? Because there was nobody to attend to the garden, nobody to look after the garden, nobody to manage the garden. There's many things in our lives God is waiting for us, for you and for me. He has deposited, He wants to send the rain to cause the increase in your life. He wants to water it. But will you attend to it? Will you manage it? He says, I cannot cause that growth before you don't attend to your own God and your own heart. Many of the blessings, if you had just prayed and said, Lord, give it to me, you would not use that to help others. If you were a man of God, that when you say, Father, send down fire, and fire rain down, how many of you would use that fire to help people? Or how many of you would use that fire to sort out some people that wronged you in the past? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand, please. Amen. <laughs> Can God trust you with that kind of authority? With that kind of a responsibility that if you could call down fire from heaven, you say, Jack, you've now parked on my parking for the 10th time, and it's only the 6th of January. Do you now really want me to call down fire from heaven? Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here this morning. Attend to the garden of your heart. God has deposited every good thing in your heart already. The seed for who you should become is there already. God wants to water it. But sometimes there's so many other things, bitterness, forgiveness, hatred, resentment, dominating our hearts, pushing the Word of God out of our hearts. When you say you begin 2020, with God, 
Make a decision to start today by giving God the rightful place in your heart. When God's got the rightful place in your heart, everything in your life will change. I'm going to close with this and show you the path of success. Turn to the person next to you and say, the plan of success is very simple. Tell them, if you obey the word of God, I assure you of success. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Joshua chapter 8. If we are going to rely on the word of God, I mean Jesus, to see his grace work in our lives, we have to become obedient to the word of God. If the word tells us to do something, he must show us how to do it. So successful living, if you write this down and you do it, the word of God guarantees success. Joshua 1 verse 8, are you there? This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. The first point, keep the word of God in your mouth. You have to declare it. You have to declare the word of God. Your life will never rise above the level of your confession. You have to allow the word of God to dominate your heart. When the word of God dominates your mouth, it will start to dominate your heart. So sometimes just take it and start to declare it. When you're feeling a lot of darkness coming against you, just start to declare, the Lord is the light of my salvation. The Lord is the light of my salvation. Go and take Job 22. Job 22 says, from verse 23, it says, you will decide a thing and you will decree it. Decide it and say it. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Turn to the person next to you and say, you need the word of God in your mouth. So that's the first thing. Declare it. Number two, he says, you shall meditate in it day and night. Family, you need to meditate in the word of God. Why? Because when you meditate in the word of God, that word will start to dominate your heart. The confession that you need to make is not an ordinary confession. Anybody can look at this glass. And we've all attended the classes that says when you look at the glass, remember you have to say the glass is half full because then you are positive. And if you say the glass is half empty, then you are negative. So we all know we have to say the glass is half full. Amen. But that's not the most important thing. How's your heart feeling? If your heart is feeling half empty and you're saying the glass is half full, what you are saying with your mouth does not have your heart's full agreement. So nothing will change in your life. 
Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. That's why you first believe with your heart, then you speak. If it's still difficult for you to believe it, the wonderful thing about the Word of God, when you start declaring it and saying it, it helps you to fill your heart with the Word of God. That's why you can take the Word of God, meditate upon it, but memorize the Word of God as well. When you meditate upon the Word, it's as good as you are spending time with Jesus. When you open the Bible and you start to read the Bible, it's as good as spending time with Jesus. When you read what Paul wrote, as Christ has forgiven me, forgive. Oh Lord, you are talking to me. I'm going to go forgive that person. I have forgiven them, but I forgave them the way that Bernard forgives. I'm still a little bit angry. But help me now, Holy Spirit, to forgive as Christ has forgiven me. If you try and forgive with your own strength, cannot. You need the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Faith is of man's heart is what the Bible teaches us. So how does salvation work? It's when you confess with your mouth, you believe unto salvation. But with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. Righteousness is not for those who confess it. It's for those who believe it. When I'm hooked up here with Jesus, come here quickly again, Kevin. You're doing some church aerobics here. Up and down, up and down. Well done. Amen. I can confess and say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I can even say that I'm a pastor. But Jesus' righteousness, he who knew no sin became sin so that I can become his righteousness. If I believe with my heart that his righteousness has become my righteousness, it will change my behavior, it will change my confession, everything. Then what I believe, the word of God dominating my heart, it's very easy to speak. If I'm not at the place where it's difficult for me to believe, this word of God has got sanctification power. So as I start to confess it and I start to declare it, it will fill my heart, it will sanctify my heart. That's why you have to confess it. Amen. Thank you very much. That's why we do the declaration. The declaration of the church is just scripture. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. You want to finish it? I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. When you confess that word, even in the beginning you maybe don't believe it, but as you start to confess it, you start to see, I'm a son of God. I'm a son of God. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I can receive this word with meekness. Then the last part, the most important part, do what the word tells you to do. Be obedient. When you observe to do, anybody can say it. And when you confess it, people can hear it. But when you believe it with your heart, Jesus will hear it. Because he looks into your heart. He sees what you are confessing. 
if it's got your heart's full agreement. But here's the most important thing. You need the Holy Spirit to live a victorious life. Faith is a lifestyle of trusting God. So when you believe God, the only proof of your faith is your obedience. Do you need the Holy Spirit to help you? That's why it says, observe to do, then I'm going to make your way successful. Why? Because now you'll have the Holy Spirit helping you. Acts 5 verse 32. Write it down. Memorize it. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey Him. The Holy Spirit God has given to those who obey Him. So if you want more of the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, become more obedient to His Word. When He gives you instruction, obey it. And you'll see what God will do. You want more of the working of the Holy Spirit? Just become more obedient. Because when you become obedient, now you're in line with the will of God. You've got heaven's attention. You're believing that God has made you righteous, and that righteousness is the thing that produces miracles in your life. It's the thing that produces salvation in your life. The wonderful thing about that righteousness, it's a gift. Turn to the person next to you and say, righteousness is a gift. So all that I have to do is I have to receive Jesus' righteousness. As soon as I receive Jesus' righteousness and I'm in Christ, I've been made righteous. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord is upon the righteous. His ears are attentive to their praise. Now you've positioned yourself to attract God's favor. When you begin the year in that way and you say, I'm going to confess the word, I'm going to meditate upon the word, I'm going to become obedient to the word, you'll find that this yoke is easy and his burden is light. I'm not saying all problems are going to disappear. Challenges are still there. But the Holy Spirit will now lead you and guide you and show you a more excellent way. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.